welcome to Truth in Focus. This is John coming to you from Kigoma, Tanzania, on the shores of Lake Tanganyika, where we live in a perpetual summer. Uh, I sort of miss the cool air of the winter and fall of America, but uh, it is sort of nice to have um, the warm weather. We don't need weathermen here. Uh, everybody knows it's going to be 80 degrees tomorrow. But uh, anyway, glad to be with you. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we're going to continue on in our study of 1 Timothy. Uh, we began uh, previously with a study on Timothy the man, and uh, we posted a, a message titled, Timothy, a man of God. And I really enjoyed that study. I hope you did as well. Well, we're going to begin looking into uh, 1 Timothy, and we're going to cover really the first three verses. And I'd like to begin by just asking a few questions to kind of get us started and steer us towards a topic that we're going to cover. Are you in a situation in life that you wish you could change right now or even just leave it behind? Are you in a trial you wish was over or just in a stage in your life that's hard and you just don't see the end in sight? Well, if that doesn't describe you right now, just wait. Your opportunity to persevere is just around the corner. <laughs> and yes, our topic uh, today is, you guessed it, perseverance. What a great topic for this day and age. Well, if anyone needs this message, it is me. So um, I'm going to be preaching to myself today for sure. Well, I'd like to get started by just reading the first few verses of 1 Timothy chapter 1. Verse 1, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the commandment of God our Savior and the Lord Jesus Christ our hope, to Timothy, a true son in the faith, grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and Jesus Christ our Lord, as I urged you when I went into Macedonia, remain in Ephesus that you may charge some that they teach no other doctrine. And we're going to really focus in on verse 3, and I'd like to read it again. As I urged you when I went into Macedonia, remain in Ephesus, remain in Ephesus that you may charge some that they teach no other doctrine. Well, Timothy was a young, gifted servant of the Lord who was serving alongside the Apostle Paul. In verse 3, Paul is writing to charge him or urge him. Uh, I'm reading the New King James. It says, as I urged you. But in uh, the King James, and I believe the ESV, uh, other translations, it says charge and uh, he's charging or urging him to remain in Ephesus, in Ephesus, excuse me, to battle against the false teaching that was creeping into the church, among other things. Now, the word charge or urge in the Greek is a strong word. And uh, in Kenneth Wiest's commentary, he makes the point, and as some other commentators do as well, that, uh, that suggests Timothy had other plans. Uh, but Paul beseeched him, uh, he charged him, urged him to stay or remain in Ephesus. Now, 
Remain is another, another word that we should look up. It means to adhere to, like glue. It means to continue on, to hold fast, and yes, to persevere. Now we could read verse 3 in this way. As I beseeched you when I went into Macedonia, persevere in Ephesus. Persevere in Ephesus. Well, what is perseverance? Let's give a a working definition of perseverance. Perseverance is continuing on with something even though it's hard. Perseverance is steady persistence in a course of action in spite of difficulties. And perseverance is stick to until the job is finished. A couple of verses I'd like to to mention before we jump into our first point. Romans 5 verse 3 where we see the word perseverance pop up. It says that tribulation produces perseverance and perseverance character and we know that character produces hope. Uh, It's in the hard times, isn't it? The hard times, the difficult times where we learn to persevere mainly because there's nothing else we can do. (laughs) Ephesians 2.10 is another verse that really has stood out in this study. It reminds us that we were saved unto good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. And so the way before us has been prepared by the Lord. He has prepared uh, these good works that we should walk in them. And so the trials and the challenges that you and I are facing right now have been brought into our lives by the Lord Himself, prepared by Him to shape and mold us and to bring Him glory. I think of uh, the potter and the clay. And when a potter is is working the wheel and he's going to make a bowl or, or a cup and he puts pressure on the inside of the of the cup or the bowl and he puts that hand on the outside and so there's pressure on the inside and pressure on the outside and forms something beautiful and for us as believers following the Lord walking in good works we uh, know the Lord has prepared for us we we have the pressure on the inside the Holy Spirit who en- enables us who strengthens us and and gives us what we need to persevere and then we have the trials and the the difficulties and uh, the dif- difficult people even <laughs> that uh, tend to be sandpaper for us as we are no doubt sandpaper for others. But there's pressure in this fallen world on the outside. And God is working in the midst of it all. Well, let's look a little closer at Timothy's situation to learn a little more about perseverance first thing I noticed was that Timothy was exhorted to persevere. He was exhorted to persevere. So Paul urged him, he beseeched him to remain, continue on, persevere in Ephesus. Now we don't know why Timothy needed this exhortation. Perhaps he didn't like Ephesus. Perhaps he did have other plans to go somewhere else uh, to serve the Lord. Or perhaps it was both. He had other plans to go somewhere else because he didn't like Ephesus. Well, we don't know exactly. But Ephesus was a huge metropolis. It was a huge uh, population 
And we know from studying Acts there was witchcraft there, there was idol worship, there was a great business attached to that idol worship of Diana. We read that Paul fought with beasts at Ephesus. There was a great stadium, open stadium there that sat somewhere between 25 and 35,000 people. And so all of these things brought their own challenges. And then the challenges within the church. Yeah, I think Timothy needed to be exhorted, exhorted to persevere in Ephesus. And I'll just go ahead and say it. I, I, I need to be exhorted to persevere. I think we all, as believers, we need to be exhorted to persevere, don't we? We don't want to give up. We don't go anywhere. Don't we want to continue on and remain and persevere in our own Ephesus? Notice that the exhortation to persevere was just really a part of it. Uh, he was not exhorted to just sit tight, stay put, wait. He was to be busy. He had work to do. Now look at these verses with me. Verse three again. He was to charge some not to teach false doctrine. That was a tough, tough task for a young guy to do. If you go to verse 18 of chapter 1, we see that uh, he was to wage a good warfare. Oh yeah, this was going to be an ongoing battle. If you look to the end of the letter in chapter 6, verse 12, he's exhorted to fight the good fight of faith and to lay hold on eternal life. In other words, this was not a time to be idle and just sit tight in Ephesus. No, he had work to do. If you follow many of the verbs uh, throughout the the letter, especially chapter 4, Paul really exhorts Timothy. He says to command and to teach sound doctrine, to set an example of godliness for the believers, uh, to toil, strive, and persist in these things. Timothy had work to do in the local church in Ephesus, and this was not a time to be idle. Uh, He was being exhorted to persevere in the works the Lord had prepared for him to do. Now, we too can hear that same exhortation, can't we? Persevere in Ephesus. Stay at it. Command and teach and set an example and toil and strive and persist in these things. Well, I was reading uh, John Wesley's diary Sunday morning, May 5th, it says, preached at St. Anne's, asked not to come back. Sunday evening, May 5th, preached at St. John's. Deacon said to get out and stay out. Sunday morning, May 12th, preached at St. Jude's. Can't go back there either. Sunday morning, May 10th, no, excuse me, May 19th, preached at somebody else's. Deacon say, I can't return. Sunday evening, uh, May 19th, preached on the street, kicked off the street. Sunday morning, May 26th, preached in a meadow, and a bull was turned loose to run me off. Sunday morning, June 2nd, preached at the edge of town, kicked out of there too. Sunday evening, June 2nd, preached in a pasture. 10,000 people came to hear the gospel. Now that's perseverance, isn't it? Yeah, and I think as I've read this illustration before, 
and and thought, boy, from May 5th to June 2nd, his trial was over, wasn't it? And I love for some of the situations that we are in to be to to see an end that fast. But perseverance in the work of the Lord. Uh, in the work the Lord has given us to do, that He's prepared for us, we must press on. We've been exhorted to press on and persevere. Now, secondly, uh, we see that Timothy has been enabled to persevere. This is important. Look over to chapter 1, verse 12. Paul writes, And I thank Christ Jesus our Lord, who has enabled me, because he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry. Now, uh, I think this digression into Paul's testimony wasn't really a digression. I think he was reminding Timothy that there is power available to the obedient servant. Paul had experienced it, and he was uh, thankful for it. Now, he was reminding Timothy of it. Persevere, hold fast, continue on, and you will experience the enabling grace of the Lord. Paul was so thankful, and literally, it means he was in a constant attitude of gratitude. (laughs) An attitude of gratitude. Now, the word here, enabled, it means to clothe with or furnish with something. In this case, strength. I am strong in the sphere of all things, in the one who is constantly infusing strength in me. Love that clarified translation there. Well, currently we are in Tanzania. We're actually in Kigoma, Tanzania, on the foreign mission field with my family. Um, The culture here has been extremely difficult to adjust to, but we are persevering. Now, for three years, I feel like I've been in a constant state of perseverance. Living and serving cross-culturally has its challenges. Depending on the culture, this is one of those very difficult cultures, and much of what is so difficult about it is really hidden in the culture and you wake up to it like a year into uh, living here, it just hits you one day. Um, But I tell you many times I have said, Lord, I can't do this. Lord, why me? This is just so hard. I can't do it. And even right now, I'm reminded through this study of his enabling power to press on, to persevere. There's another place this word enable is used uh, in chapter 4 of Philippians in verse 13, a familiar verse where it says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Now, when you say, I can't do this, I can't keep going on, I can't, remind yourself that you can as Christ gives you strength or through Christ who enables you, you can. In Philippians 4, there are several things that are really hard to do. It's a great study. If you study that chapter, uh, start in verse 1 and just go down and make a list of all the things that are really hard to do. 
Here's just a few. I'm not going to mention them all. But uh, the first one is resolving disputes between believers. Euodia and Syntyche, they had a real issue between them. It's hard to do, isn't it? There's another one. Let your gentleness be known to all men. Ah, that's that's kind of hard to some. <laughs> uh, worry about nothing. Pray about everything. Yeah, that's hard to do. There's another one. Pass the whatsoever test. That'll shut down YouTube. Uh, be content in whatsoever state you are in. There's a hard one. Well, these are all just plain hard and difficult. But the Christian life is not a natural life. It's a supernatural life. And when I say I can't do this, that's natural. But we must remember we can through Christ who strengthens us. And this is where the child of God raises the bar and reveals the power that is available to us by way of the Holy Spirit. Timothy was not only exhorted to persevere, he was enabled to persevere. (laughs) What a blessing when, uh, as it's been said, God's commandments become his enablements. And they do. It was Spurgeon who said, by perseverance, the snail reached the ark. (laughs) I like that quote. It's okay to to, to move slow, isn't it? Just keep going. Just, just keep going. And remember, even the great apostle Paul needed enabling. He needed enabling. Well, the third point is an interesting one. Timothy was expected to persevere. Let me explain this. Now, Paul made it clear that Timothy was to remain in Ephesus until he arrived. If you read chapter 3 in verse 14, he says the things I write to you though I hope these things I write to you though I hope to come to you shortly, but if I am delayed. And then verse 15 he gives the key verse of the letter. Um, but uh, he expected Timothy to persevere until he got there. And if Paul never arrived, then what? Well, he expected Timothy to keep this charge, as chapter 6, 14 says, without spot, blameless, until our Lord Jesus Christ's appearing. Wowzers! He expected Timothy to persevere, didn't he? And not to neglect the gift that was in him and to give himself entirely to this work. Until the Lord returned. Yes, Paul expected Timothy to persevere. Now, I, I think that's important. I, I think we need uh, to have that sense that others are expecting us to, to persevere and to stay in the fight. I, I, we need... Uh, the strength that our testimonies provide each other. They encourage each other. We, we're expecting one another to, to stay in the fight and to live the life that God has called us to and not to pull the ripcord and bail out. No, I tell you, I've faced challenges here in the last three years on the mission field where I have said, oh, I just never knew it would be this hard. But the Lord knew. He knew. He knew what we would 
go through and the challenges that we would face that would shake us to the core. But as the Ephesians 2.10 reminds us, He has prepared this path, these good works for us to walk in. And the Lord expects me to persevere because all the power of heaven is behind me and it's behind you as well. He infuses us with His power to do His will and that will is different for each of us. And so we see that Timothy was exhorted, he was enabled, and he was expected to persevere in Ephesus even until the rapture of the church. Wow. So as we close, I'd like to add a few thoughts, just practical thoughts to wrap up this short study on perseverance. I'd like to turn to Hebrews chapter 12. Of course, we need to hit this passage again as we think about this word, uh, this grace of of perseverance in the child of God's life. Let's read the first few verses of chapter 12 in Hebrews. It says, Therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Now just to share some practical thoughts here, sometimes the sin which so easily ensnares us is the sin of pride, the sin of selfishness, the sin of just over-self-examination. And so as we take our eyes off of ourselves and we're reminded that we're not the only ones struggling, we're not the only ones having a hard time. Um, as I said, we, we live in Kigoma, Tanzania. I live in a very poor culture. This is probably one of the, the poorest areas of Tanzania. Uh, There's just a spirit or cloud of oppression here. Uh, Spiritual bondage, there's witchcraft, there is a a Muslim stronghold here. Um, There are poor beggars everywhere, blind and the lame and the deaf. They are all on the streets begging. They're at your car window when you stop every day is a struggle for them it, just to get a little food. Most of these people have never had a hot shower in their lives. Uh, everywhere I look, I see suffering. And my struggles don't seem so bad. And so it's good for us uh, to repent, if you will, from uh, just selfish uh, pride that, 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 it, that takes our um, situation and, and exalts it above others. So everyone's struggling. And of course, looking off and away from ourselves unto Jesus and being reminded of His suffering 
and his rejection. Just just pause for a minute and think of uh, what he felt uh, in his rejection of his nation and then of his friend in Judas. The beatings that he took from the Roman soldiers, but also from the temple guard, from um, the trial before the Sanhedrin, and of course uh, the mocking of the soldiers and uh, the crown of thorns, uh, his scourging, his crucifixion, of course the darkness the three hours of darkness where the light of the world was extinguished, where the Son of God, eternal Son of God, was separated from His Father, where my judgment and and the wrath that I deserve for my sins was poured out on Him. Wow. Now, you know what happens when you do that? What was I complaining about again? What was my pity party about again? Well, it's all out of view now, and it's only Him. And that's what we need to do. I remember Jacob, uh, how he served Laban for seven years for Rachel. The Scripture says it seemed like only a few days because of the love that he had for her. I read this just yesterday and thought, wow, how often I complain. Oh, I need to draw near to the Lord and just meditate upon Him when I struggle with my situation. Well, I've found that when I get weary and discouraged in my soul, I'm ready to throw in the towel or or give up, I, I, I just need to get alone with the Lord and His Word. I pour out my heart to Him and tell Him all my frustrations and then surrender my life all over again. And it seems that every time I do this, I'm able to keep going a little further. And even maybe like the snail, (laughs) I'll eventually make it. Perhaps Timothy did this with this letter when he received it. Perhaps you and I need to do this as well if we too are struggling with where we are uh, in the journey. Surrender and persevere and experience the enabling power that Christ infuses into your life. We've been exhorted and we've been enabled and we are expected to persevere until He comes. Well, that's all for now. May the Lord bless His Word. Amen.